0: and welcome to mrs bush's story time i'm your host doro bush cook have you ever had a day that just didn't go your way that's the subject of today's story alexander and the terrible horrible no good very bad day today we'll hear my mom former first lady barbara bush read with everyone's favorite feline garfield who often has no good very bad days himself Let's listen in. Uh,
1: Another day. Time to greet the world. Hello, Odie. Hello, food dish. Hello, first lady of the United States. (gasps) What? Hey, you are the first lady. Hi, Mrs. Bush. Hello, Garfield. Read any good books lately? I hope you can read to me now. I've got a book here that may help us both
2: laugh a little more when we're having a tough day. Even a famous cat like you must have tough day now and then.
1: Yeah, I have one every week. It's called Monday.
2: Well, let's see how Alexander handles his tough day in Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. It's written by Judith Fiorst, illustrated by Ray Cruz and published by Macmillan Publishing Company. Here's how Alexander's day starts. I went to sleep with gum in my mouth. Now there's gum in my hair. And when I got out of bed this morning, I tripped on the skateboard. And by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink while the water was running. And I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. At breakfast, Anthony found a Corvette Stingray car kit in his breakfast cereal box, and Nick found a junior undercover agent code ring in his breakfast cereal box. But in my breakfast cereal box, all I found was breakfast cereal. I think I'll move to Australia. In the carpool, Mrs. Gibson let Becky have a seat by the window. Audrey and Elliot got seats by the window, too. I said I was being scrunched. I said I was being smushed. I said if I don't get a seat by the window, I'm going to be carsick. No one even answered. I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. At school, Mrs. Dickens liked Paul's picture of the sailboat better than my picture of the
1: invisible castle. Maybe Alex should have drawn some invisible knights to go with that invisible castle.
2: You have to admit,
1: a blank sheet of paper isn't much of a
2: picture. Let's see what happens next. At singing time, my teacher said I sang too loud. At counting time, she said I left out 16. Who needs 16? I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible... No good, very bad day. I could tell because Paul said I wasn't his best friend anymore. He said that Philip Parker was his best friend and that Albert Moyo was his next best friend and that I was only his third best friend. I hope you sit on a tack, I said to Paul. I hope the next time you get a double-decker strawberry ice cream cone, the ice cream part, falls off the cone part, and lands in Australia. There were two cupcakes in Philip Parker's lunch bag, and Albert got a Hershey bar with almonds, and Paul's mother gave him a piece of jelly roll that had little coconut sprinklings on the top. Guess whose mother forgot to put in dessert?
1: Whoa, no dessert? That does it. Alex's day is now officially the pit's
2: alexander is pretty upset about his missing dessert i suppose you'd be unhappy about that wouldn't you garfield sure but it's nothing 40 or 50 burgers couldn't cure let's see what alexander did of course first he said to himself it was a terrible horrible no good very bad day and that's what it was because after school my mom took us all to the dentist And Dr. Fields found a cavity just in me. Come back next week and I'll fix it, said Dr. Fields. Next week, I said, I'm going to Australia. On the way downstairs, the elevator door closed on my foot. And while we were waiting for my mom to go get the car, Anthony made me fall where it was muddy. And then when I started crying because of the mud, Nick said I was a crybaby. And while I was punching Nick for saying crybaby, my mother came back with the car and scolded me for being muddy and fighting. I am having a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, I told everybody. No one even answered. Well, Garfield, Alexander's family isn't doing much to cheer him up.
1: I'll say. Maybe he could trade him for a lovable cat.
2: Let's see what happens next. So then we went to the shoe store to buy some sneakers. Anthony chose white ones with blue stripes. Nick chose red ones with white stripes. I chose blue ones with red stripes. But then the shoe man said, we're all sold out. They made me buy plain old white ones, but they can't make me wear them. When we picked up my dad at his office, he said I couldn't play with his copying machine, but I forgot. He also said to watch out for the books on his desk, and I was careful as could be except for my elbow. He also said, don't fool around with his phone, but I think I called Australia. My dad said, please don't pick him up anymore.
1: This kid is beginning to remind me of Odie.
2: Things like that sometimes happen to children when there's nothing to play with. So once again, Alexander says to himself, it was a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. There were lima beans for dinner, and I hate limas. There was kissing on TV, and I hate kissing. My bath was too hot, I got soap in my eyes, My marble went down the drain, and I had to wear my railroad train pajamas. I hate my railroad train pajamas. When I went to bed, Nick took back the pillow he said I could keep, and the Mickey Mouse light burned out, and I bit my tongue. The cat wants to sleep with Anthony, not with me. It's been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. My mom says some days are like that, even in Australia. Garfield, if you were that cat, would you sleep with Alexander?
1: And get chewing gum in my fur? No way. Besides, I like to sleep where I can see the refrigerator.
2: I am certainly impressed with the way you paid attention to the story. You didn't even take a snack
1: break. Well, I love to be read to.
0: Now here's a tip from my sister-in-law, former first lady, Laura Bush on how to make reading a part of your everyday life. Make reading together a special time. Children love the coziness of reading a book together, and so will you. You can hold your child in your arms or on your lap. Let your child know that this is a time to count on your undivided attention. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Goodbye for now. The Mrs. Bush's Storytime podcast is inspired by Mrs. Bush's Storytime, a radio program that aired on ABC Radio from 1990 to 1994, while Mrs. Barbara Bush served as First Lady of the United States. For more information, visit barbarabush.org slash podcast.